Hey guys, I'm excited to be back from my mini break. Today I have an amazing guest. He's a health expert who owns his own supplement line and started his own gym franchise. He is one of the most intelligent people in the health and fitness realm. He's a no bullshit type of person and I love it. Today I have the one and only Chris Gethin. You have to be passionate that you are creating a legacy that you want to leave behind, that you are doing something that you really want to do. Welcome to Built with me, Katie Chung-Wa. Listen every week as I talk with athletes, entertainers, and entrepreneurs about how they built who they are today and get the inside scoop about their lives. Today, I have my friend, Chris Gethin. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today because I know you're extremely busy with multiple businesses, filming content consistently and just literally being out there in the world. I actually met you when I was a marketing intern at bodybuilding.com and you were one of their high executives. So I've always thought of you as being in the fitness realm. And over the years, I've watched you just put out this content and you're also very passionate about what you do. So is fitness something that you've always been into and Kind of how did it, how did it start? Thank you very much for having me on the show first, uh, Katie. Yeah, I remember that at Bodybuilding.com. Those are great times. Those are great days. As the editor in the chief at that time, uh, before moving from LA to Boise, so uh, it was a great move up here. But uh, I know, and I haven't always been into fitness. I got into fitness as default, I'd say, when I first started racing motocross, because uh, I raced competitively for like thirteen years. Uh, that pretty much took up the majority of, well, pretty much all of my teenage years into my early 20s. And uh, I suffered from terrible asthma when I was younger. I had croup when I was a baby, got taken to hospital and had chronic asthma uh, since then. And in order for me to be very competitive and to you know, finish a race how I wanted to, I had to do a lot of work, mountain biking, running, swimming, cycling, absolutely everything, just to be fit enough to finish those races. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. It's something that I had to do for motocross. But I didn't really take it seriously until, you know, I ended my motocross career just from so many injuries. It was a major curvature of my spine that kind of put a nail in that coffin. And it was, uh, you know, I went to osteopaths, chiropractors, a lot of specialists. And it wasn't until I started rehabbing through resistance training that I was alleviated of the pain because now I have more muscle on my frame that was taking the stress away from my back. So, you know, even to this day, if I don't train, I deal with injury. So I train with weights to prevent myself from dealing with the, with the issues. Like if I'm on a long haul flight, I know that's going to be a, a painful journey, but get me deadlifting 500 pounds, I feel great. So for those of you who are not watching, Chris, you're actually on a treadmill right now, aren't you? Yeah, it's a treadmill desk. It only goes like 2.2 miles an hour, but at least I can type at the same time. So yeah, I, I like to move, multitask, and uh, you know, it's therapeutic, isn't it? You know, so I like to participate in some low-level activity throughout the day. Yeah, and that brings me to my next point is you really practice what you preach, 100%. From training to supplementation to nutrition, and you've actually started your own supplement line, which I'm a huge fan of, called Caged Muscle. And I really love it because it has no artificial shit in it. And you use really pure ingredients. Why did you decide to start a supplement line? And why did you decide to take that route with your ingredient? Well, up until like 2010, I was always kind of behind the camera. So I was a writer and photographer for Weeder Publications. And then obviously uh, with Bodybuilding.com, I was 
uh, the editor-in-chief there. And it wasn't until Ryan DeLuca kind of kicked me in front of the camera and I thought, wow, okay, now I have a responsibility. And I started having some of the supplements uh, companies that I was taking tested. So I was putting my hand in my own pocket, uh, getting uh, supplement companies tested. And I was quite surprised that some companies that nobody had really heard of were awesome, tested really good. But there was a lot of other companies that were very well known. They were kind of quote unquote mainstream and they tested very, very bad, you know, really underdosed. So that's when, you know, I started uh, talking to my now business partners about the possibility of creating an online because what I started doing was taking single form ingredients and kind of mixing them together. But I knew for the consumer that was watching these videos, they're not going to go and do that. They're not going to buy bulk beta alanine and carnosine, you know. Um, so uh, that's when, you know, I started speaking to my business partner and said, hey, this is the idea that I want. I want to have fermented ingredients. I want to have patented ingredients. I want to have organic ingredients. And like in the UK, you cannot have anything that's artificially flavored or colored. And I wanted to bring that mentality to the US because not, not many people are doing it. So we decided, okay, let's see if it can be done. Is it going to be very profitable? Probably not. Uh, however, you know, we're putting out something that I would take for myself that I'd give to my family. And I don't feel like I'm selling snake oil. I feel like I'm putting out something authentic. So that's what we decided to do. So we started off with single form ingredients. And, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the industry that are uh, CEOs or founders of other supplement companies. And they're telling me, you're, you're digging your grave. You've got to start off with formulations like a pre-workout or protein. But we put it out there because we were putting out fermented amino acids as opposed to the general amino acids that you get out there that are derived from human hair or bird feathers or animal fur. And uh, so, it, you know, we had a story that really shook the tree within the supplement industry and it sort of kind of escalated from there. Well, that's something that I really admire because for me personally, I watch what I put in my body and now more people are becoming aware of what is actually out there and what is causing harm. So I think that you guys kind of were the trailblazers with that. And now you're seeing more companies come out with all natural, organic, the right ingredients, the right stuff. And so, yeah, maybe back then you were digging your own grave, but definitely not anymore. You're the trailblazers. And that's something that people are starting to pay attention to. And it always baffles me that we in the U.S. are allowed to have ingredients and things that other countries do not allow. Like that yep. is so frustrating to me. Yeah, it is. It is frustrating. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot of other companies out there that are starting to do these things. Like, you know, the Alan from uh, Grenade, he's got fermented amino acids now. You know, I love the guys over at Nutribio. They're really doing things right. So there's companies out there that are really starting to, you know, spread their wings in regards to bringing the sports supplement sector and the health sector together, which it should be because we're in the quote unquote health industry. So shouldn't supplements be promoting your health as well as your performance? And, um, you know, you, you, so, you so rightly said that, you know, in Europe, you will have very high, you know, you'll have levels of, say, my, mycotoxins, mold spores in grains or coffee or chocolate and wine that they will not allow in the, in the European Union. However, whatever is disregarded there, the U.S. goes, well, we will take it. So then they export those grains, those mold spores that you'll find over here to the U.S., for the U.S. Uh, uh, citizens to consume, which is, which is beyond me. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that we do not fall into those categories either, that it is something that we're trying to put out that is pure. You know, of, of course, we third-party test all of our products, but it doesn't just happen in the sports supplement industry. It happens across the board, unfortunately, you know. And I was a victim 
of uh, mold toxicity. I didn't get it from food, but then it made me start to understand, okay, this is how it can affect you. Because I was sleeping like three hours a night on average, but you know, I patted myself on the back for still outworking people, still out training people. And of course, I was burning the candle at both ends, uh, but that's what really kind of got me into the biohacking side of things and really studying the health side effects of these quote-unquote health foods. Why do you think that they do that? Because it's cost-effective to load oh, the bad food in there or the bad ingredients? Yeah, of course. It's cost-effective. You know, if you're mass-producing and you're able to have like, you know, these white labels, you know, get through, through customs to another country, it's going to be very, very cheap to purchase. So there's a huge margin then to sell. So for instance, I lived in Australia for a while. And, uh, you know, if you go to the Hunter Valley, where you go to the top wine region, you'll get something that's called a clean skin from those vineyards. And this would be like a $20 bottle of wine that you'd get for a dollar. Because at the top of the barrel and at the bottom of the barrel, they wouldn't be able to accurately measure the amount of alcohol that's in there. And of course, they have to do that to sell it on. So think about it with mold toxicity. You know, you can't measure that mold toxicity or it's over the top. So they have to sell it away cheap, very cheap. So then as a consumer from, you know, uh, a company in the U.S., you're providing a lot of profit for those brands and you're providing yourself nothing but unhealthy circumstances for yourself. That's terrifying to know that the world works that way. It's yeah, and you, you never think about it in coffee or wine. You know, you never think, okay, this is really bad for me. But it can be, you know, it's, so it's uh, very deceiving. Yeah, people need to be more educated. And I really appreciate you having a company out there that is doing the right thing and having the integrity to give people the right ingredients, which pays off because they start to see results and they get healthier and they feel better. So if they take your supplements, they, they'll know that. Yeah, and I ask, you know, I get my clients to quantify as much as they possibly can. So through food allergy, inflammatory markers, through blood tests, you know, I get them to quantify their sleep. So I'm wearing an aura ring now. So you can see what the deep sleep is and REM, because obviously these can have all negative effects on your sleep cycles as well. And obviously that leads to uh, anti-aging if you're able to, you know, sleep well. And um, you know, there's a lot of other avenues. So there's something called a glycanage test. You can have your telomeres tested, which actually tells you what your biological age is over your chronological because you know people complain oh, i'm 46 i'm 56 or whatever it is but that means nothing what means everything is what your true biological age is what your health age is so i'll get my clients to do that as well and you know if you are taking the wrong supplements the wrong food if you're not sleeping if you're not managing stress then obviously you're going to age very very quickly so you know it's my job you know, for myself selfishly and to pass on to others to really slow down that aging process. So unfortunately, we do have Instagram where people want instant gratification. They want Katie Barnes's body yesterday and they will kill themselves to get it, you know, and they're not healthy. And, you know, unfortunately, people want to look healthy these days. However, they don't have any priority for their internal health or mental health or spiritual health. And it's all synergistic. It all goes together. Yes, absolutely. I think that social media definitely has its goods and bads. And one of the bad things is the instant gratification that people expect and the instant results without actually putting in the work. They just want to see what they have out there. But I do have to say you are one of the most educated fitness trainers, personalities, people in the industry. 
you don't only test things on yourself, but also you do these programs where you help test other people to know what the best outcome is. So I'm interested to know kind of what are your top health hacks? Health hacks. Well, number one, some of it, you know, if people are going to think that I've got a tinfoil hat on now because I get a little bit woo-woo. And maybe it's age get, getting to me now, a little bit of a hippie. But top 10 hacks, okay, I'm going to have to count these out now. Number one is, I'd say, is stress management. So I always like to start the day with my three M's, and that's meditation, mindfulness, and manifestation. You know, because whatever you believe you achieve, if you believe you're going to be sick or believe something's not going to work, or you believe today is going to be a stressful day, then that's what you're going to manifest. So I always try to start my day off with positivity and manifest the day exactly how I want to react to people, certain situations, carry myself, whatever. Uh, then it's sunlight. So I think it's very important to set our circadian rhythm through the retinas, through photobiomodulation, through our receptors on our skin, because that understands it sees sunlight, particularly the restorative red light that we get in the morning, at sunrise, and at dusk. You know, there's harsh sunlight, obviously, where there's a lot of blue light that you get in a day that can be very, very damaging. So try to avoid that in a little in moderation. And if you can't get outside for the sunlight in morning and night, then use infrared lights. You know, maybe it's wintertime or maybe you can't get outside. So I have infrared panels indoors as well. So that's very important to set your circadian rhythm. Helps with collagen production and, and testosterone, a lot of other things as well. Uh, further from that this is where the tinfoil hat comes on, is uh, grounding, earthing. So, you know, I like to, I have an earthing mat at my desk here. Um, I also have an earthing mat uh, in my bed. So I'm always being grounded. And I also have these little things that are called earthies that go from the inside of your shoe to the outside. So they help you earth, you know, because we're always on rubber soles. But you can stand outside in the grass and your bare feet because we are exposed now to so many satellites, EMFs, Wi-Fis, absolutely everything. We're getting penetrated. So we need to earth ourselves, much like you would with an electrical device, where you get shocked all the time. You're getting penetrated with these EMFs. So I like to earth myself. And um, I had an amazing testimonial from a client just last week who had, has a major nerve problem and had it all their life. And they just started earthing and they were emotional while they were typing it to me because they don't feel like they have the adverse side effects of this nerve damage as they once did. You know, so some people are going to feel things like that a little bit more profound than others. Another uh, health hack I'd say is focus on discipline and not motivation because motivation comes and goes. You're going to wake up, someone's split up with you, there's a death in the family, whatever. You're tired, you're exhausted, you got fired. So motivation will always come up, it'll always go down, it will fail you. So then you have to transition into discipline. So that's why I tell people, never hit the snooze button. Always wake up at the same time on weekends. Um, have a cold shower over a, uh, a warm shower. So you can really focus on discipline on yourself so it can have a transcendence effect into other areas of your life. When you want to have that cookie, when you want to sleep in, or when you want to miss your workout, you're going to be more disciplined in order to transition into that next phase of your life. The other thing I like is uh, ice baths, cold showers. I can't even tell you the last time I had a warm shower uh, because that helps stimulate and tone your vagal nerve. So your vagal nerve is your fight or flight response. You know, so think about 
if you're eating frequent meals, it helps stabilize your blood sugar levels, especially if you're having low GI carbohydrates. So if you're having an ice bath, it helps stabilize your emotional state. So you never you know, get like really mad, really depressed, really anxious. And cold therapy, cold thermogenesis can really, really help that. There's a guy called Wim Hof that has done a lot of studies that have just gobsmacked a lot of scientists out there because he's been able to be so much more resilient. They actually injected, I think it's E. coli, yes, it's E. coli into him, and he was able to get rid of the E. coli through ice therapy and breath work. You know, there's amazing things that come out of it, but it can really help with anxiety, depression, lack of energy, fatigue, and obviously, you know, cold thermogenesis can help with your uh, inflammation and, and stuff like that. Uh, the other thing is I, I like to implement fasting every now and again, not all the time. So I do like uh, controlled fasting. So this can help with what's called autophagy, which think about cleaning your bad DNA and your folded proteins. Um, so as we get older, obviously, you know, we, we fold proteins, our DNA becomes bad. So we need a clean house. So cleaning house by going through autophagy is through fasting. So fasting for about 16 to 20 hours, like a couple of times a week, maybe on your non-training days for those into bodybuilding can be very, very beneficial. Myself and my friend uh, just did a five-day fast recently. That was tough. That was really tough. I wouldn't suggest that, you know. You only did water? Uh, yeah, just water, five days. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. But I do like a controlled fasting protocol. That's how I like to do it for myself and my clients that are into weight training or some sort of endurance athletic performance. So that is taking essential amino acids and taking glutamine during that time. So you're not completely catabolic. You are still able to recover. You're still able to train, but you're still going to get the health benefits of signaling your AMPK pathways because mTOR is very anabolic, which is great for muscle building, but it's not very good for aging. You know, So it's like, how can we balance this out? Well, you have to balance out your glycine and your methionine ratios. So if you're having a lot of methionine in muscle meat, you know, such as chicken breast or turkey or steak, then your glycine levels are going to be off. They're going to be down. So that's when you'd supplement with glycine or you'd have like collagen or you'd have bone broth or eat organ meats such as kidney, heart, stuff like that, you know. So that can really help being a bodybuilder that's eating a lot of meals, but reversing your aging process at the same time. Because like, how can we reverse age and how can we be in a good health, health state, but still kick ass as well by hitting a gym, hitting a track, then that's how you kind of do it. And the other thing I'd say is try to eat organic, well-caught, grass-fed, humane-raised whenever possible, because the majority of the consumption of antibiotics isn't from the pharmacy. It's from what we eat because a lot of animals are just fed a huge amount of antibiotics. It's absolutely disgusting, you know, and we consume that and we are what we eat. So I try to always go for grass fed, grass finished. I've got my own chickens here, you know, and I try to go organic as much as possible because as we know, the majority of the crops are sprayed with glyphosate or Roundup. So I try to go as, uh, as you know, close to you know, a paleo style or natural uh, lifestyle as, as possible, much like our ancestors would have eaten. So I like to try to combine a lot of the biohacks of what we have available today with ancestral wisdom as well and kind of bring them both together. Maybe that's nine or ten. 
That's one of the biggest knowledge bombs that we could have gotten out of this podcast. Thank you so much for all of that information. That's something that constantly I'm going to play back because that's just so much valuable information that you've gotten and you've been able to give to us. And you know that also because you put yourself through some of this, right? And you've tested it for yourself. Yeah, I like to quantify everything, you know, like I'm wearing a 24-hour blood glucose monitor right here, right now. So I just had a post-workout meal, but I know by being on this treadmill, it's going to bring my blood glucose response down very, very quickly as opposed to just sitting on my butt and typing on the computer or whatever. So I always like to test. I never guess. I always test and quantify a lot of things so I can actually see it in real time. And one thing that I encourage people as well, because some people say, look, I, I don't have the time to do cardio. Well, maybe you're at the office just after your meal, do some push-ups, do some burpees, do some squats, sit down in your seat and get back up 50 times. And you know, if you look at the blue zones around the world, and these are the people that live like in Sardinia, in Okinawa, in Yorba Linda, those are the people that have a disproportionate amount of humans living to over 100 years old, but in really good health. They're not going to CrossFit boxes. They're not going to the gym. They're not competing in Ironman triathlon, but they are participating in some form of low-level activity most of the day. So that's all you have to do. Get up and move a little bit throughout the day. That's why it's really good to have like a step counter. Make sure that you get your 10,000 steps. Sometimes people can feel a little overwhelmed. So for someone who is starting, what would you say should be their first steps? Like creating a schedule, um, you know, eating, like what would kind of be the first, the first thing? Yeah, number one is going to be consistency. Consistency and persistence, especially on the days that you don't want to do or the times that you don't want to do it, which usually be on the evening, on a Friday night, on a weekend, or whatever. So Exactly what you said, a schedule. So I do suggest that everybody have a notebook and create a journal. And every single day in that journal, write down what you ate, what time you woke up, what time you went to bed, how much sleep that you had, how much liquid that did you drink, etc., etc. So I have a journal and I said, did I wear my blue light blocking glasses for two hours before bed? Yes. Did I switch my phone off an hour before bed and not switch it on until an hour after waking up? Yes. Because, you know, if we have some sort of anxiety of getting, being a reaction as soon as we wake up, that usually sets us up for the rest of the day. So I'd say becoming aware by journaling. If you journal, you are much more aware and then you have an understanding of why you are doing something right or if you're doing something wrong, you know, because a lot of people do things wrong because they're not present and they're not aware. So I always tell people, when you do sit down to eat, Make sure you're not scrolling, you're not reading, you're not watching TV, you are aware and you're taking your time with gratitude of what you're eating, for instance, you know, because a lot of the time we're constantly in a sympathetic state, so our cortisol levels are higher and we're eating food and we're storing it as opposed to utilizing it. So uh, being aware is going to be the biggest thing. So the number one thing that I get everybody to use to begin with is journaling. So a lot of people say, what diet should I eat? What training protocol? I'm like, forget about that first. Let's create some consistency and then implement another good habit once a week uh, by removing a bad habit once a week as well. So never try to get rid of it. Always replace it. Great advice. So you own multiple gyms. You started a gym franchise, uh-huh. you a supplement company, you do online training, 
And I mean, you create content for the rest of the week. You were unavailable because you're filming all week. So you do all of these things and you're so successful in every single area. And I think it is a testament to how disciplined you are, like you said, and how everything is scheduled and you're sticking to it. And I also like to talk about how entrepreneurs are successful. So how did you learn to kind of compartmentalize everything and just be happy in your life? Uh, well, number one, like I know white, life can be a white knuckle ride for me if I don't have a discipline of time. So I, I live by numbers. I wake up at this time. I go to bed at this time. I eat at this time. I do my activity at this time. So I have to be very disciplined like that. Um, you know, when I was younger, living in Wales, I got into alcohol, partying, drugs. I was just off the rails. So I know what I can be like if I don't have that discipline. You know, I'm not saying that I'd go and do all those things, but I'm saying there's the possibility. And uh, being efficient with my time is very important. Like I learned a lot of this from Ryan DeLuca at Bodybuilding.com. I, I was always blown how he was able to get so much done, but, you know, just, just be so efficient. And, you know, I learned a lot by, uh, I guess, multitasking as well, doing a few things at the same time. But you have to find that passion, as cliche as it sounds. You have to be passionate that you are creating a legacy that you want to leave behind, that you are doing something that you really want to do. Because I failed at school. I sucked at school, and I didn't like school. I just didn't like education. I'm not saying it's bad, but it just definitely wasn't for me. And, um, you know, I realized quickly by observing people like uh, Richard Branson that he wasn't happy because he was successful. He was successful because he was happy. So it's very important that you're happy and enjoying what you're doing because something has to put the spring in your step when you wake up in the morning to do your job well. And uh, I find that, you know, that's a missing piece out of a, a lot of things. People build a business to scale it, to sell it, and then they don't know what to do. The amount of people that have sold a business in the supplement industry is funny to me because they always end up coming back in because, you know, the brain needs activity. It needs purpose. You have to do something that feels like that you're providing more value to people than actually what, you know, what, what they're paying for. Yes. And I think that you have built such a great ex- example as a whole, just physically in business, just everything. And what a perfect example you are to everybody. And I really, truly think that because you show discipline, you show dedication and you show success and you're doing it all while you are truly happy. And that's my biggest thing is being happy and healthy and finding that balance between it. And so many people are chasing the money and so many people are chasing fame and they think that they're going to fill this void and they never do. I just think that if more people can be like you and just want to give back and just want to find their passion and just want to pursue it, they would find that happiness within themselves. Yeah, for sure. Like you've competed on stage before and you know that the pot of gold isn't when you're on stage. It's the journey. And unfortunately, a lot of us don't, aren't present enough to enjoy the journey. A lot of people aren't present when you have a conversation like we are right now. They're thinking about the future. They're worrying about the past or whatever it may be. And they're not present. And you have to be enjoying every single day on what you're doing and who you're working with, who you're communicating with. Uh, because it, it can be difficult to be chilled out when you are disciplined. Because like I know, for instance, if something comes onto my computer or on my desk and I've got two weeks to get it done, I'll get anxious and go, I, I need to get out of the way now because I know something else is going to come on my plate tomorrow. You know, so it can be very, very difficult. 
to really unwind and chill out and enjoy and go, you know what, I'm going to take off a weekend instead of work through it. So it's just as you take, it takes just as much discipline to chill out and relax and kind of switch off than it is to switch on. And I think it's very important why that's why we have to get away from our devices and switch them off in the morning and in the evening and bookend. And every now and again, I suggest people take an intreat. And uh, it was my fiance that came up with this because I really wanted to go to a retreat where I was going to detox. I was going to, there'd be no computer, no phone or anything like that. And I couldn't find everything that I wanted. And my fiance said, well, I'll create an intreat then. I'll take away your computer. I'll take away your phone. I'll organize somebody to come around to do massage, acupuncture. You can go into the hills for a hike and whatever. So that's what I did. So that's what I do every now and again. Like every four to five weeks, I'll do that intreat uh, if, I'm, if I'm here. And I think a lot of people would really do well from it because I have clients and I say, like, no phone for an hour in the morning, no phone for an hour in the evening. That is harder for them than to stick to a diet or a training protocol. So it goes to show that that is an addiction that we need to kind of figure out and get away from because the thing is, if you're addicted to alcohol, you still have to go out and get it. You know, if you're addicted to heroin, now you've got to find a dealer to go and get it or whatever drug it may be. However, on this phone, we have so many drugs. We have Amazon, we have email, we have WhatsApp, we have text messages, we have Instagram. So there's a lot of drugs on there. You go down a lot of rabbit holes. So I think that's why it's very important for people to switch it off in order to switch on and be connected with themselves. You have such good information and I 100% believe everything you're saying and I need to take a lot of your tactics and implement it into my life because I think that it would really help, especially the whole phone thing. I think that is something that's very hard for me to get away from. Especially I, if you put a business on there as well, isn't it? Because you go on there maybe to answer an email and next thing you know, you're like, how did I get into this DM or, you know, how yeah. am I like, scrolling? Yes, I'm like, oh, let me message Chris really quick. And then I'm like, oh, I have five other messages. Oh, and what's this girl posting about? And oh, and, and the next thing I know, I'm like, why did I get on here? And it's absolutely awful. And you feel it too. Like after I'm on the phone for a while, I'm like, man, I need to like, like, I just don't feel right. And I need to like put my phone away and take a walk. I don't know. I just need to get away from it. Yeah, well, there's a great book that um, I just bought for my fiance now because you know she's a, she's a bigger victim of it than me. And it's called Irresistible, and uh, that talks about it being, you know, the, the reason why it is so addictive and what we've got to do to kind of switch off. And like I said, it's all about awareness. I'm not saying that those books tell you something that you don't know, already know. Sometimes you really need to be told, you know, what we already know in order to impl implement it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I want more people to follow you. So if you could shout out some of your social media handles, because I think you just create and put up such valuable information to everyone. Sure. Thank you very much, Katie. So it's just Chris Gethin, K-R-I-S, Gethin, G-E-T-H-I-N. Find me on Instagram and then, you know, you can probably get access to pretty much everything else from there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I love that you're walking on a treadmill throughout our entire interview. Thank yeah. you for being a one and a half miles. <laughs>